record here. There you go. Cool. Can you hear Stone crying? No. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if I was picking it up or not. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'll pray for us real quick and then okay. we'll start. Okay. okay. Father God, we just um, pray, Lord, that you'd give us the wisdom and direction, God, to um, lead people to your truth, Father, but also just be able to help them in practical ways um, that they can feel better, Lord, and just have a higher quality of life. And hopefully through that, um, find you and be able to serve you um, better, Lord. So we just um, pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would lead us and that you would prepare the hearts of those who would hear this message and this podcast, Father, and that you'd use it for your glory. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, welcome to The Way Podcast. We have a quick mini episode um, with a guest that you guys have heard before, my sister, <laughs> um, Dr. Aubrey Holly. So, Aubrey, you could say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm glad you're here and listening in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Aubrey couldn't be in person this time, but we're on on the Zoom mm -hmm. call and approaching the Super Bowl just in a couple days. Yes. And um, just for Aubrey's work and school and teaching and things she does as a PhD, um, was talking about <laughs> Um, healthy snacks when it comes to the mm -hmm. Super Bowl. And I think one thing that can always be a struggle, whether it is holidays or things like the Super Bowl, is if you've dealt with impulsive eating from anxiety and depression, or if you've had an eating disorder, or mm -hmm. if you've been an addict or an alcoholic, that's what the Super Bowl is all about, is beer commercials, mm -hmm. bad food, and can <laughs> kind of be a backsliding moment for people, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. so just want to talk a little bit about this. Of, and I think the tools people gain from these answers, they can implement, you know, mm -hmm. in their life in general. But this is a good time to kind of address it and have a little Super Bowl edition of the way. Um, so, Aubrey, yes. when it comes to the Super Bowl, how can we, if we're somebody who's just wanting to live healthier, or if we're someone who has struggled with impulsive yeah. eating or maybe even an addiction issue, what can be some healthy mindsets and practices mm -hmm. we can have going into the Super Bowl so that we're not an anxious about being anxious yeah. about maybe eating the wrong thing or, you know, backsliding in, in, in addiction? Definitely. Those are great questions. So uh, number one is your mindset going into the Super Bowl party. So we're not going to the Super Bowl to binge on food and binge on alcohol, mm. right? We're going on yeah. to the Super Bowl to like fellowship with friends, to enjoy a good time, to be with friends and family and to watch some good commercials and a good football yeah. game and, you know, to have fun and enjoy each other's company, have meaningful conversation along the way too. And so remembering that that's your focus, you're not going for the food, you're not going for the alcohol, it's something that's there as well. And one way you can kind of protect yourself from this is some people feel like when there's a party, they need to abstain from food or calories in general that day or exercise excessively to prepare for the evening and to prepare mm. for all the food available. That is not mm. the right mindset. You're actually setting yourself up for failure. What you mm. need to do is have a day where you exercise like normal. You have a good breakfast, a good lunch, and probably a healthy snack before going to the Super Bowl. So you're not mm. famished. Your hormones aren't telling your brain to eat everything in sight. <laughs> and you can yeah. eat in a controlled manner. Um, I would say that's the best way to prepare yourself and to protect yourself from the, some of that stress eating is to mm -hmm. not go famished and to fuel yourself with some good foods going into the game. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's kind of, mm -hmm. I feel like can be applicable 
just in general of moderation is always good, you know, and like having that um, routine and having things that are consistent. And I mean, I think I know I experienced that with anxiety. I think a lot of people do of eating way too much or not eating enough or, you know, Mm -hmm. just getting all over the board. And so it sounds like, you know, whether it's Christmas or the Super Bowl or whatever, you know, trying to stick to that regular routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and not really treating it like any other day. And then yeah. you can eat a normal meal and your body's not going to be feeling weird. And, you know, you talked about your hormones being off and things. If you mm-hmm. are in a state of like depletion, um, can mm-hmm. you touch on that a little bit of like, so people can understand, you know, if they're listening yeah. in, what happens when you're extra hungry or maybe mm-hmm. you didn't work out or you're out mm-hmm. of that normal routine? Yeah. So specifically, let's talk about this hunger hormone first. So it's a hunger hormone that's found in your stomach and it's their primary hunger hormone. It's called ghrelin. I think of it as the Mm. little gremlin. If you've seen the gremlins, (laughs) it's like the gremlin that lives in your stomach. And when that ghrelin gets high, it's not only a hunger hormone, it's like a motivation and seek hormone. And so Mm. one, it decreases the amount of calories you burn because it's saying, Hey, we don't have enough calories. We need to preserve what we have. So you burn less calories and your Mm. body's in a mindset of, we need to find food and we need to devour Mm. it. And they've even shown, you know, with ghrelin blood levels that it decreases um, before you're even full. But as soon as you find that food, it's like, okay, the food has been found. And that's the purpose Mm. of this hormone. So that's one thing Mm. that can happen, you know, and getting good sleep the night before that can help control ghrelin levels, having foods that are high in protein and high in fiber that can help you Mm. keep, keep you fuller longer um, going into the Mm. Super Bowl. And then just cortisol in general. So cortisol is going to be a stress hormone and that can cause you to just feel the urgency or the anxiety to feel like you need to eat to Mm. calm yourself down, to get that immediate dopamine hit. So you get that, Mm. you know, you're feeling anxious, you have anxiety, you get the immediate dopamine hit from food. And once you take that first bite, the dopamine release is the strongest at that point. And then every subsequent bite, you get less and less dopamine. So you can't Mm. get back, same with drugs, right? You can't get back to that initial hit um, Mm. after you take that first bite, but you're kind of trying to, and by overeating throughout the night, you end up feeling worse and worse looking for that dopamine and it's just less and less available. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, one, it's kind of like sin, right? The more sin you get, the hunger you get for it. Um, (laughs) But it makes a lot of sense because I think that most, I mean, I know for me, you and I talked a lot about when I was dealing with the intense anxiety and not really knowing what it was, um, if it was blood sugar, because Mm -hmm. I felt like Mm -hmm. every time I ate, I felt a little better, you know, not totally better, but I think that's something what a lot of people don't understand with anxiety is um, you may not even know you're dealing with anxiety, but you know that eating makes you feel a little better with yes. whatever's going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're listening to this and you have been struggling maybe mentally or um, have felt like food's been a source of um, relaxation for you, a good chance your issue could be, you know, chronic anxiety that's driving that. Because mm-hmm. I know for me, I always had a granola bar in my pocket, you know, and to me, I, again, I thought it was blood sugar. And mm-hmm. and it was like, as I was checking my blood sugar, it just didn't really pan out that way. Mm-hmm. And then as my anxiety got under control, um, I don't have that issue anymore. And so that's just interesting that when you are stressed, um, that, that like, and yeah, it's crazy, as you say that too, because I just remember one time at, at a discipleship meeting at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and feeling like, 
so lightheaded, which was my main symptom kind of with mm-hmm. anxiety. I didn't even feel like in my chest, didn't feel anxious, but it was just like super spacey. And I was thinking it was blood, you know, um, mm-hmm. blood sugar. And as I'm talking to this person, like all I could think about my brain was get food, get food, get food, yeah. get food, get food. And it makes sense what you're saying, because, um, and then when I, after he kind of got done talking, I said, Hey, I got to grab some food. I feel like my blood sugar is getting low. Then once I ordered that food, it almost like I immediately felt better. Like yeah. once I ordered the food, you know, so yes. what you're saying, just, you know, your body's seeking to be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you are dealing with anxiety, like it sounds like, again, the best thing is just good routine, good sleep, yes. well-balanced meals. Just don't get yourself in that state of starvation, which, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I mean, food and sleep was bad. And so yes. that makes sense on how that would yeah connect so mm-hmm. that's interesting so what if you're going into the super bowl what are some healthy snacks you can eat if you mm-hmm. you're not stressed out you've got some good sleep you ate yeah. a little bit before you went to the super bowl yeah. so you're not going to gorge yourself what would be some things that would be healthy you know if you are working on your gut health if you are mm-hmm. working on anxiety or just again to stay fit in general and not backslide during the super bowl mm-hmm. um what what's some good healthy snacks that people can can go to Okay. Yeah. So let's kind of go with our sweet and savory. So first with some kind of sweet tooth options, um, one like chocolate covered nuts. So chocolate covered almonds, Mm. any type of chocolate covered nuts going to be good because dark chocolate would be better because dark chocolate is going to have, you know, less added sugars. And it's also going to have some of those phytochemical properties that can have positive benefits. Um, so dark chocolate covered nuts or trail mixes. So you can have, you know, it's like walnuts, pistachios, um, almonds, peanuts, and then some dried fruit, you know, some, you mm. know, cranberries, dried cherries, dried mangoes. Um, that stuff tastes great. And yeah. you could do some portion control with the trail mix by just putting it in a little party cup. So instead of just standing around the bowl, <laughs> like taking handfuls over and over again, just take a cup. And then once that cup is gone, maybe wait 20 or 30 minutes and then think, am I really hungry or am I not? And if you're truly Mm. hungry 30 minutes later, then maybe you'll go get some more or maybe you try something else. So that's kind of a couple of good sweet tooth options. If you're wanting to bring something, you could bring some like black bean brownies. Uh, Mm. We know mom makes those and and they they taste very much like brownies, but they're high in protein and fiber. And remember protein and fiber are the two nutrients that have been proven over time to help you feel fuller, longer, and prevent cravings. Mm, They're just, yeah. Those are some kind of sweet, satisfying options. Sure. Yeah. What about if you're going for, you know, the chips? If yeah. you got, what about chips and like in guac or salsa? Yes. Um, yes. That stuff, good, good for you, bad for you. Mm-hmm. So guac, salsa, hummus, those are all great dip options. If you like a creamier, like Greek type dip, you can actually make it out of Greek yogurt if you're making your own. And that adds mm-hmm. some protein as well. And as well as some probiotics to help your gut health with some Greek nice. yogurt. Um, but now the question is, what type of dipping, what's your vehicle? What's the vessel that's delivering these dips yeah. to you? Um, one, again, chips in moderation are fine. So if you have a small plate, you can get a handful of chips and not overdo it. If you're wanting to really invest in that dip and have a lot of dip, then you should probably, you know, have some veggies so you can bring a veggie tray. Sometimes Mm. there won't be a veggie tray. If you want to know that you'll have a a healthy option, you can bring your own veggie tray and there'll definitely be leftovers. (laughs) 
um, that you can bring home. And so that could be like carrots, cucumbers, tomatoes, celery. And then you can basically have guilt-free access to that dip right. and not even have to worry about it because that's high yeah. in fiber, it's high in vitamins and minerals and nutrients. You, you don't really even have to worry about portion control at that mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah. As long as you're not binging, um, you're, you'll be satisfied far before you exceed your calorie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just know even from watching like a game at grandpa's or whatever, it's like when you eat a bunch of carrots with whatever, yeah. I mean, you feel way better than when you're pounding the lays with guac yes. or whatever it is. And, um, and so really, I mean, all these things you mentioned too, for people who are working on their gut health, mm-hmm. all these are pretty affordable yeah. and just healthy snacks in general. Like when you talk about chocolate covered nuts, when you talk about mm-hmm. um, vegetables with different sorts of dips, you know, mm-hmm. all the things you just named. Again, I think people just do underestimate the amount of um, influence their gut does have on their mental health. And so for those people who are listening to this episode, um, you can listen to a previous one we did with yeah. Dr. Holly on more mm-hmm. about the gut health. But yeah, I mean, I think obviously going into any holiday season or Super Bowl or whatever, these are good like party habits to have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all of these sorts of snacks can um, be implemented and again, aren't very expensive, you know. Yes. And so I do want to get a little bit on one more question on the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. before we do that, um, what in just conjunction of what you share, what are some good, you know, healthy habits or just um, cheap, I guess, cheap snack foods that mm-hmm. people can implement you know on a daily basis if they're looking for like you said high in protein high in fiber um and to help improve their gut health as they're dealing with you know anxiety or or um, depression or any anything like that Mm -hmm. so first especially if you're on a budget when you're looking at vegetables vegetable trays are outrageously expensive so taking Mm -hmm. the time to buy your own vegetables washing them and cutting your cutting them yourself that's going to mm-hmm. save you quite a bit of money. Um, you can also make your own guacamole by just buying, you know, two or three avocados and that can save you some money. But sometimes the avocado dip can honestly be cheaper. So it's just looking at your local mm-hmm. grocery store and seeing what's better. Um, when it comes to some other options, like I think wings is a common Super Bowl food versus, you know, going to Buffalo Wild Wings or a restaurant to buying them. And they're, yes. they're fried at these places and high in saturated fat can cause inflammation. Instead, you can bake your own wings in a, you know, mild sauce with some olive oil and seasonings. And then you're going to have that high protein without Mm -hmm. all the added salt and the added saturated fat and sugar and everything else. So baking your meats at home to add that protein, it also adds that satiating effect. Sometimes if you're having Mm. too many vegetables, you're like, I just feel like my gut's missing something, you know? And having some baked chicken wings on the side um, can help with balancing everything out. And that's so much cheaper. I mean, we know Buffalo Wild Wings is outrageously expensive. I don't think we have them since Scott's Bluff, but it's, you know, wings are expensive. But if you bake it at home, it's really reasonable. Yeah, for sure. Well, Mm -hmm. I know I was doing wings in the air fryer. You know, people have air fryers. I have seen more um, news stories about air fryers causing fires. So I don't know if they're kind of going out of (laughs) style, but, um, but yeah, those are really good. I mean, doing the wings in the, in the air fryer, you get kind of that fried taste, but not, you know, all the grease Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I know for me, um, one of my go-tos I always tell people is um, baked potatoes, Um, which again, don't necessarily always sound super appetizing, but those were like a lifesaver for me. That was, um, 
you know, I was seeing that holistic doctor in um, Cheyenne mm -hmm. and, um, you know, was helpful for some things, maybe not as helpful for others. But the one thing that was really helpful for, that he shared with me was um, anytime I had that lightheaded sensation eating um, the baked potato. And mm -hmm. I think you had said like just with the starch and just like it's kind of that quick access to sugar too that can kind of get into your system. Decent filler as far as like pretty mm -hmm. nutritious. And mm -hmm. you can fact check me on this, but from what I understood is that the texture of it was potatoes, bananas, and avocados. It's like the mm -hmm. texture and mm -hmm. chewing um, has a little bit higher of a serotonin release mm. um, than other foods. So you can fact check me on that. I'm not the doctor, but yeah. that's what I that's what I heard or understood from him and doing a little yeah. bit of research was that uh, people who are depressed not only did it show to release more serotonin, but people who are depressed seem to crave potatoes, avocados, mm -hmm. and bananas more than, than mm. they weren't. And so um, anyways, you, you can fact check me on that. But again, those were all, I mean, living on a ministry uh, budget, um, that's all stuff that I could afford. You know, mm -hmm. potatoes are super cheap. Bananas are super cheap. Mm -hmm. Avocados can be a little bit more expensive. But mm -hmm. again, if you're eating them in moderation, um, it's not bad. And so yeah, just some good healthy snack opportunities that you can implement the Super Bowl, but continue to eat on a daily basis instead of going through McDonald's or eating French fries or, you know, whatever. But yes. um, so one question, too, with the Super Bowl is mm -hmm. you mentioned this in the last podcast was um, alcohol and mm -hmm. how hard alcohol can be on our stomach. And mm -hmm. um and you, I know you touched on this a little bit when we were talking, but just how alcohol can then inhibit or yeah, inhibit our decision-making when it comes mm -hmm. to what we eat and that kind of thing. So hit a little bit just on the alcohol in general, you know, when it comes mm -hmm. to mental health, when it comes to diet and, you know, when is it okay, but also, you know, when can it be pretty damaging? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just a quick background on alcohol. I won't go into too much detail, but just, you know, for your information. So alcohol, what we drink is actually a form of ethanol. Um, ethanol is an oxidized acetaldehyde, which is very toxic to our cells and then um, metabolized to acetate. And that's where we can kind of burn it as fuel, as energy. But so you know, here, real, mm -hmm. real quick for the mm -hmm. um, non-science people. So yeah. when we get to that final stage, like you said, yes. we go through these different that final stage of alcohol, that's the final stage of what we're drinking. Yes, yes. So we're, we're drinking ethanol and then the ethanol can leak into all of our cells that's converted into acetaldehyde that leaks oh, into okay. all of our cells and it's all toxic, but the second compound's even more toxic than the first. Wow. So as we metabolize alcohol, it becomes more toxic. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, that makes and, sense. Okay. Yes. Then the end product, we burn it and that's where we have the, the beer gut. <laughs> Or yeah. or um, fatty liver disease um, because uh -huh. we take that acetate and then we either you know it adds calories we we burn that instead of then we can store the carbohydrates and the fat um, as fat in our bodies and yeah alcohol leads to that so basically you know we have the, these toxins floating around um, in our body so overall it's not good for our health it's the alcohol itself um, destroys our microbiome. So it just kind of cleanses our system in a bad way. So it kills the microbes um, when we drink it. And when it comes to uh, our decision-making, so alcohol disrupts the prefrontal cortex. And that's where, again, we make our decisions, our you know executive decisions. And 
where our kind of habitual and compulsive behavior can come from. So Mm. it increases compulsive behavior. So by drinking Mm -hmm. alcohol, it makes you want to drink more alcohol and eat more food. Um, and you do things bad combination. Wouldn't. Bad combination. Yeah. And so, really, you know, it's recommended if if you are someone who can just have one drink. If you you know rarely have a drink and the Super Bowl is the night you want to have a drink, that's not going to ruin your health. If you have a history of alcohol, you need to avoid that. And the other thing is, alcohol just has a lot of calories. And the best yeah. thing to do is to eat your calories, not drink them. It's been shown that we don't get full by drinking calories. We'll drink yeah. way more calories than we'll eat. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to stick with water uh, throughout the Super Bowl and then enjoy the good snacks, um, healthy, maybe some of the maybe a little bit unhealthy ones in moderation and just stray away from the alcohol. Or if you do have a drink, keep it to one, um, two max. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, even with the prefrontal cortex of that mm-hmm. decision making, you know, that's the area that gets so impacted by anxiety anyways, mm-hmm. you know, and so so many people drink because of social anxiety. And it's like you got the double whammy. It's like you're mm-hmm. already kind of in that fight or flight or anticipatory anxiety. So you start drinking and yeah, just your ability, like you said, to make good decisions to yeah. not gorge yourself. Um, and again, I think people really downplay of if even if they don't think food's a problem for them, it's like if you go to the Super Bowl, you get a little bit um, tipsy. Not only is that not good spiritually, but mm-hmm. it's like physically it's bad for you. And then you end up eating way too much mm-hmm. and you may feel depressed for a week. I yeah. mean, it's like people can really downplay that cycle that, that can put mm-hmm. you in. And I know for me, when I was really struggling with anxiety, like if I, I remember, um, you know, we ate, I can't remember exactly what it was, but oh yeah, there were popovers uh, mm-hmm. that were, you know, a little bit buttery and just had some sugar on them and different things. And I had been eating stuff like that. And I had like two or three, you know, with honey on them and stuff. And mm-hmm. like that night woke up with a panic attack, you mm-hmm. know, just because my body was so overwhelmed with just the um, inflammation, the tension, you know, that that I put in my body from eating bad. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. felt horrible for like a whole week. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that that would happen from food, but if your body is already, if you're in that sensitive state and not everyone's going to be mm-hmm. as sensitive as I was, but mm-hmm. I think people can wonder, why am I not, why am I, you know, feeling like I'm depressed all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. And it could be because you had, you know, four or five beers, at the Super Bowl, and not that you were drunk, but you know, you got yeah. a little bit intoxicated and then you ate a little bit too much mm-hmm. and that can really have a carryover, not to oh, mention yeah. like, gluttony is a sin we don't talk mm-hmm. about that but gluttony is a yeah. sin in the scripture and it's like not only is that hurting our mental health but that is separating us from god mm-hmm. uh, when we indulge in those things and so um it's not not many gluttony sermons in america around the super bowl <laughs> and thanksgiving but um it's always yeah. a sin no matter when what mm-hmm. how you cut it out again eating a good meal is not a sin but mm-hmm. gorging ourselves is not good um spiritually or like you said physically and so um, anyway, the whole, I think that's helpful. Uh, I know it is for me heading into the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, um, things yes. I can do. And um, again, habits you can keep doing um, mm-hmm. in your everyday life. Definitely. And a quick uh, word on the gluttony piece to kind of build in another tool is if there are some maybe snacks that you're wanting that aren't the most healthy, because again, you're on a, you're eating a healthy diet. This is one night this month that you're going to maybe have some snacks that aren't necessarily healthy and they're more processed, have a plate and fill that plate up and just don't be a grazer. Use the plate, enjoy the food on your plate 
and then sit back, relax, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy the conversation. And don't just keep thinking, you know, I really want more. I really want more. If you really want more, then don't stress about it. Get wait 30 minutes, get another plate um, in moderation and just take your time and don't feel like you're restricting yourself, or this is the only time you'll ever be able to do this. Yeah. But, but by having a plate versus gra- grazing, that can really help with some of the gluttony and overeating, especially when people don't necessarily realize it or they're doing it out of stress. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. cool, uh, Dr. Holly. Thanks for yeah. um, giving us some information on healthy eating and how to handle parties slash Super Bowl slash holidays of Definitely. being able to... Um, keep a healthy gut, but then also, again, keeping in mind things like gluttony, um, it is a spiritual thing and God's mm-hmm. per- given us food as a, as a gift to not only pl- replenish our bodies, but to make us feel good. It's like, that is from God that, that mm-hmm. produces dopamine, but not taking advantage of that and actually enjoying the people, uh, yes. more than we're enjoying the food or the game, um, itself, um, exactly. because the more, man, the more we progress, it's like the fo- I mean, football has always been secular, but between the commercials and the halftime show, I mean, it's not almost bad to skip out in the Super Bowl if you can. I know. I know. I think we'll be um, stepping stepping out of the halftime show this, this year. Oh, man. Yeah. It's another another yeah. bad one. Another bad yeah, one. I know. Yeah. Ever since um, they started doing the Satan worshiping stuff I know. behind the scenes and that, it's just, it's crazy. So but, yeah, I can't support but, that. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't, you can't, you can't do that, but cool. Well, um, Aubrey, thanks for jumping on here and a little, little quick episode of the way podcast. And um, yeah, for those of you who are listening, we are, and to update you, Aubrey, we are, have started a little bit of um, our boxing outreach uh, down oh. at the um, youth Valley connection center had about, six kids this morning that we we're teaching them how to box with Josiah Wellington and um, the chuck wagon finally got their heat done. So we're looking mm. to start moving some um, boxing equipment into the chuck wagon gym here in the next couple of weeks. So um, wow. if you're in the Scotts Bluff, Western Nebraska area, we'll be doing some boxing lessons um, for free um, and eventually hopefully, you know, help people get, get into some fights and stuff, but at least just starting out as an outreach and, um, being able to intermix the um, boxing in the gospel because Paul uses boxing as a spiritual analogy. And so there's a lot of discipline and I think examples in boxing that can um, relate to our spiritual life, especially the Rocky movies. Yes. Yes. So, and that now we need a performance nutrition uh, focused yes. on boxing episode uh, yeah. here in the near future. That'd be fun. No, that would be really fun. Yeah, we'll have to pull um, Josiah Wellington on here too, because mm-hmm. Josiah is kind of the one. He's the one training us and stuff, and um, yeah, and he's always he's always talking about the diet. You can't be you can't be drinking pop and going on a run. But some people don't know that, and <laughs> they think you, they they think you can drink Dr Pepper or a beer, or whatever, and have a good workout later. <laughs> and it's just you can't. And if mm-hmm. you can, it's just because you're a genetic freak, and it's not yeah. going to last forever. You're not reaching your potential. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Aubrey. And we'll, we'll bring you on for the boxing nutrition episode. Perfect. That sounds great. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks.